Hello and welcome back to How To PhD, episode number six. Today is the second of our two-part Viva episode and we're going to be talking all about the practical tips you need for the actual Viva day. Hello and welcome back to the show. My name is Aaron and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Julia. Hi, welcome back. And this is today the second part of our Viva episode. And actually, interestingly, we had to look up what Viva actually meant and we realised none of us actually knew what this strange word was, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a bit embarrassing, but uh, yeah, so we looked it up and uh, it comes from Viva Voce and that literally translates to um, with living voice. So it just basically means that it's an oral test and what's quite nice this week actually from our listeners we learned that in Australia that there is no no Viva yeah, yeah. and um, that in the United States I think it's called defense rather than Viva and yeah. in Sweden it's called disputation so a new, new learnings for us as well. That's right yeah learning a bit from our listeners as well which is always nice <laughs> um, and so I guess in terms of the purpose of the Viva even despite these different terms for it and things it's mm. essentially the same thing right what it's trying to achieve which yeah. is really to demonstrate that the thesis is your own work yeah and also that you can demonstrate your ability to participate in an academic discussion i think that's really what it's all about yeah. and um yeah so you you know already everything you need to know yeah. because you've done the work um so the examiners are just there to to listen and to challenge you with questions and to chat about your work basically so maybe that's the best way to think about it that's right yeah think of it as a conversation we mm. sort of alluded to this in the previous first part yeah um, but i think if you go in with that mindset then i think you'll be yeah. setting yourself up for success so for this episode we split this into three parts so kind of before so just before the viva during so what you need to do during it and of course what happens afterwards uh, and so let's get straight into the first part which is what you need to do just before the viva day so let's talk a little bit about what you need to do just before the actual viva and julia there's a few things that we would recommend that that students have handy uh, on the desk with them just before they're about to begin, right? Yeah, so I think I would recommend to have a copy of your dissertation or thesis ready. Um, even if you're doing it online, I would still say, say like have a printed version there um, just in case something goes wrong with the online version or um, yeah, you can just have it next to you in case that the examiners want to really talk about one special um, page or a graph on a page. So I think I didn't really need it in the end. I don't think I had to look something up, but I think just having the peace of mind, it's there. If, if you need to, you can. Have yeah, actually, yeah. I, I needed to. Okay, look yeah. I, I think I just sort of any time there was a question that they I wasn't really sure about. And we'll talk mm. about this a bit later. Um, I just went straight to that printed copy and I asked, okay. oh, what's the yeah. page number you're talking about? And then we just we just went yeah. from there. I think having that kind of physical copy of it yeah. is a little bit easier than having to scroll through a digital copy, yeah. I think. So it's, it's worth having. Just what about case. notes? Because I know, um, I think you're allowed to have some notes as well, right? With you. Yeah. Um, but did, did you? No, 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 no notes. I mean, I think yeah. I had the thesis. Yeah. And I think, um, but on that point, have a notebook for mm, sure yeah. to write or some paper to write things down. Um, I can't tell you the number of times, you know, the, the examiner sort of gave some feedback, you know, mm. during, and, and I would just really pitch it as, oh, that's a really good point you've raised Mr. Examiner mm. <laughs> or Mr. Examiner. Uh, and then I just, I took the time to just write it there. And then I'd say, oh, can you just give me a minute to not note that down? 
And mm. I think that came across really well, actually. Yeah, and I think for me, sometimes if I'm nervous and, and somebody's asking you a question and then you have some things that come to your mind, how you can answer it, but then I sometimes forget it by the end of the question. So I think just taking some notes, how you want to respond to something, but also sometimes um, maybe examiners ask you two questions in one go. So I think just taking little notes mm, yeah. is definitely helpful. So yeah, I have some um, paper and, and pencils that work. <laughs> that's right um ready. have some water ready i yeah. mean it's just a simple recommendation but it, it's something you might forget right yeah you're gonna talk quite a lot probably and i heard it's also a good tip to have some water there because uh, it gives you a little bit of time you say oh sorry excuse me i just need a sip of water you can <laughs> yeah. think about something while you have a sip of water so yeah and if you're really stuck that. just have like a a pint glass of water there so you can just drink the whole thing while you're thinking but no having that will definitely, definitely sort of it might be a long time that you have you have yeah. to be in, in the vibe so yeah definitely that's right mm. um and so in terms of i mean given the sort of situation with the pandemic and things we were both remote fibers right mm. so we didn't do ours in person we did it over teams um or you might be doing it over zoom uh, and there's a few sort of technical setup things which is useful so one you know make sure that you test your equipment in advance several times yeah. right it's yeah. just to know for yourself that you know where the uh, sh uh, share the screen button is you know mm. that the microphone sounds good so i would create a fake meeting and just get someone to join that fake meeting yeah uh, we did that together we yeah. tested it several times I, before i sent you into the other room and we tested yeah. how does it look um mm. and yeah I think just yeah don't do that also just like 10 minutes before i think you should check it yeah the day before and then do it again um d just in case <laughs> uh, that's right yeah that you don't freak um, out yeah and if you're in shared accommodation um put a do not disturb sticker on your door exactly right? yeah i uh, i mean now we didn't have that situation but when i was um, living in a shared accommodation um doing my master's and i had job interviews i always put a sticker on my door because you know sometimes um people just knock on your door and you don't want that to happen during your fight right. i don't want it, any distraction just really simple basic tips um and of course from a sort of uh from a camera point of view you know basic camera stuff you know just if you're on a laptop, just stick your laptop on a pile of books and bring that webcam to eye level. You know, it makes such a difference. It's a simple suggestion. But again, you not having to sort of look down at a screen. Um, and similarly, it means that your eyes will actually be looking into the mm. examiners, right? Because you're at eye level. It, it does so much for your posture, for your voice, for your confidence and, and for the examiners as well. You know, they get a better viewing experience rather than kind of looking up at you mm. that at eye level, which which is a nice thing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you have a nice setup in the background as well. I remember for your fiber, we were moving around plants and stuff. That's right. Yeah. So you'd have a good looking background. But I think yeah, the main the it doesn't have to look beautiful, but just that there's nothing distracting maybe in the in the background. Um, that's and, right. Yeah. On yeah, <laughs> that will be best thing. That's right. I think in the end, you know, these are little things. But you know, if you have a nice background, clean background good posture and the camera's at the right angle, the microphone sounds good. All these little things uh, can add up to a better remote experience mm. for the examiners. And, and that's what you want to do. You, mm. you want it to be all about the Viva and not about some yeah. squeaky microphone or distracting background. You want to come across um, professional and also, yeah, what you wear, maybe wear some comfortable clothes, like that's still professional, but that you feel really, really comfortable. And I think that's yeah, all absolutely. that can rise. 
And then um, I think we talked about like in one of our um, recent episodes about like managing adrenaline. And so on the day of the Viva or just before that, I again, like I was running up down, <laughs> up and down the stairs just to bring down my adrenaline and uh, like did some deep breathing, just took some like deep breath, like 10 deep breath before. And you can also, if you can still feel maybe your legs shaking, um, press them into the ground. So just sit down and press your legs into the floor, make fists. And that can also help like reduce adrenaline a little bit if you're feeling a bit shaky. Yeah, I like doing that as well. You sort of clench the yeah. muscles like really tight for, for about 10 seconds and then just release mm. and just you know, on that release, just do a breath out and that really helps just sort of set mm. the body, yeah, cool that adrenaline. Yeah, and yeah. I would really say do that even if you don't feel that nervous physically because it might just happen when you start the Viva and I think it's better to just be, um, yeah, prevented in advance. <laughs> That's right, yeah. yeah. So these are kind of basic tips, but worth worth sharing. Um, so let's now talk about... This is probably the one that everyone's waiting to, to hear, right? <laughs> Let's talk about what you need to do or some practical tips for during the actual Viva. So let's talk about the actual Viber itself. And I think a good place to start really is to thank the examiners for mm. their time. So whatever question is your first question, whatever it may be, take that time to just say, look, you know, thank you so much for, I just wanted to say thank you so much for reading the thesis and, and for being here to examine me. Uh, I'm looking forward to this this conversation. And I think, you know, if you set that tone, you come off very confident. Um, and I think it sets the examiners at ease. Uh, and of course, you're, you're being respectful to the time that they've invested in, in reading your work. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a really good place to start. And I think what is then so important is to really listen to the questions and be there in the moment because you might have from your mock um, viva or you might already think, oh, they're going to ask me this question or that question. But then it might be um, it might be the same question, but it might be slightly different um, or something completely unexpected. So just be there and you can always take a time to answer your questions, take a second to think that's absolutely fine. And I think what's really important is also to um, clarify questions if you don't understand them, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, and I think from my own personal experience, I can say that in my Viva, I had to ask, it happened It happened multiple times, but I had to ask for one question four times, I think was the worst. <laughs> um, and look, the, the worst it is, is just embarrassing. It doesn't... Well, it's not embarrassing. It just like feels a little bit like you're stuck or you don't just, you just don't get it. Yeah, and, and that's it's right. It's a bit stressful, right? It, it's, it can be a bit stressful. Yeah. You might start panicking and think, oh, what, what are they thinking about me and stuff but really you know and in this case yeah I asked three times or four times for this clarification so for example you know they they were asking me um say what do you think is the safety implication of this result on this type of vehicle and a, a very easy way to just to just try and rephrase the question and ask for clarification is just to say okay um that's great so just to clarify are you asking what this means mm. for this and mm. just just throwing the question back at them mm. in in your own words okay in words that you understand mm. is just a really simple tool to just get the right the right question out of them yeah and it buys you also a little bit of time right to think whether you understood correctly you can think about the answer where yeah. you throw it back back to them that's right um, and i think the um the important thing is you know it 
nobody's going to care if you spend a minute asking for clarification. Mm. But if you, if you spend four or five minutes answering the question, a question that they didn't ask mm. you, that, that's, a, that's, you know, that, that's not ideal. So don't be afraid. And, you know, that earlier point that Julia said about uh, potentially asking for uh, just a couple of seconds to think about an answer. Again, you know, 10 seconds can feel like an age can feel mm. like an eternity in this kind of situation for you especially exactly yeah. but Nothing. don't be afraid to ask for that minute mm. you know just ask for that 10 seconds just to set yourself know you can do that don't be embarrassed to do that it's absolutely fine mm, yeah and then another um, tip that my friend gave me was to kind of pick your battles in the viva and i think uh, what she meant by that is that um there will be some things uh, where you disagree with the examiner and where you can um, do that in a respectful way, I think you say, oh, mm. but I think I did because of ABC. So then justify it. And I think they want to see, they want to test you a little bit or challenge you a little bit to see um, how you can build your arguments. So I think that is something that the virus is about. But also, if you agree with the examiners, um, um, then also I think don't you don't have to stand on that point that you made in your thesis. You can change your your view or say, oh, actually, I think you have a really good point. There. I didn't think about that like that before, and yeah. um, and think that that's also um, a good way, yeah, to think about it. That's right. I, I had many many times where um, they pointed something out that I had written, uh, and I I just said, oh, you know, you know, that's you're absolutely right. And I give you another example. You know, I said. Um, for anyone who knows about vehicles, I said the Tesla self-driving system is, I think I was really strong in my wording. I said, it's just a, you know, an awful piece of technology <laughs> or something like this. And they said, oh, do you think you would rethink that? And I, I just said, oh, you know what, you're absolutely right. You know, uh, that's a good point that you raised. Uh, I can see how that was overworded. I can, I can edit that. I mm. can change that. Mm. That's exactly what they want to see, you know. And yeah. as you say, just, I think this comes really from really honestly knowing what the strengths and weaknesses of your work yeah. is and this yeah. a lot of this ties into the preparation that we talked about in that first episode or in the first part of this um of this week of this viva series and using for example julia's um viva preparation template you know going through that process of really knowing what's the aim what did you do what are the weaknesses it will let you know which battles to pick mm, right and yeah. when to stand your ground and when to just say oh you know what that's a good point. I can, I can, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, and own your mistakes if there should be yeah, any in the thesis. Absolutely. Um, I know. I mean, it was not a mistake, but um, I, for example, um, had a sentence in my thesis saying that people with chronic hepatitis B usually require long-term or lifelong therapy, um, because I, I read that and I put a reference behind that, and then my examiner was saying actually, from our clinical practice at the moment, recently, like most people actually do not require treatment. And I mean, there's nothing, I can't argue with that. I'm not a clinician. So that, oh, thank you so much for making me aware of that. And um, yeah, that's a, just a tiny correction that, that I could make then Checking in my in the corrections. My <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Add it to the list. <laughs> Add it to the list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think also important is um, to stress that you don't need to know everything. They might ask yeah. you some questions that you don't have the answer to. And that's absolutely fine to... Um, um, to to admit that and you can even ask them oh so oh, I didn't know about that could you tell me more about that I'm curious to hear more about that yes. if that brings something up that's really yeah really good point mm. I, um, again another example from my uh, Viva um, I wasn't quite sure what the difference between accuracy and precision 
was, right? Ooh, it's, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I don't think I can answer it now. Um <laughs> any like actual lab scientists listening to this podcast will just be like <laughs> just hanging their head from, from me saying that. But um but no, I didn't know that difference and so I just literally asked, oh, mm-hmm. you know, to be honest, uh Mr. Examiner, uh, I I don't know what that means. Mm. Um and, and they just told me and, and that was it. You yeah. know, that's all yeah. you don't need to prove anything, just know what you know and, yeah. and just be honest about yourself. Another um, point is I think that you you might have published already from your PhD, um, which is great, which is fantastic, um, but maybe some of you don't, which is also fine. But I think even if you have published parts of your PhD, that doesn't mean that they're not going to ask you some questions about it. Um, so prepare at all. <laughs> yeah. I think just don't, yeah, don't ignore it just because you have it um published um but of course it helps i guess if if something's published you can always make that point that um obviously the journal thought that what you did was contribution to knowledge and that they liked the way that you prepared it but again be open-minded listen to um some of the points that i might have about it even if published um you might still learn something new just so be aware of that i think that's the main point be open-minded um and certainly don't yeah don't don't just say Mm. oh it's published therefore you can't answer yeah. me any questions um but certainly just be be open to making changes and, and improving on the work yeah and i think an important point about all of this is and certainly this took me a little bit by surprise in my viva is don't and, and this is very very difficult to do as humans right is don't try and read your examiner's facial expressions mm. or their reactions to what you're saying it's it's impossible to do because naturally we try and look for any signs of what yeah. we're saying is right. And yeah. funnily, I, I in I had a sort of midway pause during my viva, and I said to Julia in that break, Julia, because you actually sat outside, you yeah. can hear me talking, right? <laughs> it was so scary and to listen. To <laughs> yeah, so you can hear all my answers. And I just said to you, Julia, am I does does anything of what i'm saying does that make any sense mm, at all because they don't they don't have a reaction right. they after don't have you said any reactions yet. right and it could be different examiners examiner country to country of course but certainly mm. with mine they had no reactions to what i was saying um and very blank facial expressions yeah. and that yeah. can be extremely off-putting yeah. but just know that that could be the case it doesn't say anything about be confident in your mm. answers you know you are making sense yeah and and don't try and read too much into their facial expressions yeah stay confident keep smile through it yeah <laughs> i think that will let you know if you're um like going yeah. something completely wrong um but yeah just just keep going <laughs> keep but, going and i think you know again just treating it as a conversation in your mind going in with that mindset that this is an academic conversation about the topic that i'm the mm. expert in and i know all the answers right you've mm. been working on this for multiple years going in with that attitude um actually you might find that it truly does become a conversation and i think mm, certainly yeah. after that kind of initial uh, hour of my viva it did sort of morph into much more of a conversation as i got more used to the the kind of back and forth um so don't don't worry don't try and read too much into it just be confident in your answers and see it as a conversation yeah, and they will then maybe go away for more from your thesis and ask you more general questions about your area or how you think the research in your area will develop. Um, and I think that that's usually probably a good sign yeah. that they <laughs> they don't have more stuff to pick from your thesis. Um, but they can ask maybe really challenging or difficult questions. And I think that's usually 
a good sign that yeah. you're talking at a very high level about your research. Um, so again, just be open and um, yeah. But, yeah, and yeah. but you know, on the flip side of that, don't worry if they don't ask you challenging questions, mm -hmm. right? And and I think the point we really want to stress with all this is that every single viva is different yeah. okay you will hear thousands of different stories about what will and won't happen in a viva um, mm. and and certainly the tips that we've tried to give you are really the kind of overview stuff that you can do yourself mm. but you you know that you could you could get all sorts of different questions asked so you might get very challenging ones don't be off put by that mm. you might get relatively easy ones which you mm. were kind of expecting again don't be put off by that it might just be mm. just the way that they're asking you the exactly. questions, you know, don't read. Yeah. I think in the end is the, the, the sort of main takeaway from all this is don't try and predict and, and read too much into the viva, uh, into the expressions mm. or what questions you are, are or being asked. Mm. Just believe in your work, get those answers out and really Again, you know, to emphasize this point, see it as a conversation between you and your examiners about your expert field. So once you've gone through this process, then of course, uh, what will happen, at least here in the UK, of what we're aware of, is that they'll ask you to step out or leave the virtual meeting, and then the examiners will take some time to discuss the result, right? And but again, you know, as we the, the point we made at the end of the last section is don't don't read too much into this length of time, right? For mm -hmm. me, I think it took 20 minutes for the examiners to discuss and get back to me. I think for you, Julia, it was a little bit shorter. Mm, right? Yeah, it was just 10 minutes. It was just 10 minutes or yeah. perhaps even less. Uh, so don't read too much into that. Again, that's the key takeaway. Um, and essentially what they'll give you, at least in the UK, is, is, the, is the result of kind of major corrections or minor corrections. Or no corrections. Or, or the <laughs> mythical case, no uh, corrections. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I think... Um, it's not in your control whether it's minor majors and I think um, it doesn't really say anything about your outcome because um, sometimes it's called majors but actually the corrections are minors and sometimes yeah. they want to do you a favor by giving you majors because that gives you more time and maybe you have already started a job already and um, so they just want to make sure that you don't have too much um, yeah. time that you have to spend um, on your evenings or weekends um, and and the same with some some people get minors but actually have quite a lot um, to correct so yeah just just celebrate if you if you pass and you will pass <laughs> yeah um yeah so you, you will pass worry. a pass is a pass right exactly. and um i think yeah in my case that it was exactly that example i was given minor corrections but actually it, it was quite quite heavy work mm. and i think you also got minors and yours was relatively less mm. than the mine um so a pass is a pass don't forget then to celebrate yes. right you made it to yes. the end I, i'm sure you don't need us to tell you this but um <laughs> i think in my case in fact both of us we treated ourselves or the the other person treated <laughs> them to uh to some baked goods right exactly yeah so. i had fantastic scones and muffins <laughs> british <for> scones <laughs> and so celebrate yeah. you've made it to the you've you've come to that final point whatever your result is right major or minor mm -hmm. or of course no corrections at all see it as a mm -hmm. wonderful fantastic exactly, achievement yeah. um, and you should be incredibly incredibly proud of yourselves yeah. well thank you so much for listening to another episode of how to phd we hope that this episode and this series this week has given you some reassurance that actually the viva is not something to fear and potentially 
something to look forward to. Um, and of course, if you know of someone who you think could benefit from this episode, perhaps someone in the lower years who, who you know who's coming up to this thing, um, please do share this episode with, a, with them um, and let them know about it. And of course, if you enjoy listening to How to PhD and you'd like to support us, you can of course do that by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or by visiting our website at www.howtophd.show and leaving a small donation through Buy Me A Coffee. Um, do get in touch. We want to hear from you. Contact at howtophd.show mm. is the email. Twitter and Instagram at howtophdshow. And we just want to say a huge thank you and a huge shout out to everyone who supported the show with donations, reviews and engaging with us on social media. It's wonderful that we're building this community. And as always, we're hugely appreciative of the support so next episode out on monday julia my favorite topic ethic applications oh my gosh yeah <gasps> ethics so yeah we're gonna give you some practical advice how to apply for ethics um so that's gonna come out on monday i believe yeah, yeah. on monday yeah. so in the meantime i guess we have to say good luck with all your vivas or defenses <laughs> yeah um you're gonna do great yeah you're gonna do great and We will see you all on Monday.